Hey there, sweet sister friend. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever lost and gained the same 100 pounds over and over in your life? Like, you know, where you lose 10 and then you gain 10 and then you multiply that times 10. Or maybe it's the same thing with your finances where you get out of debt and then you rack up that credit card and then you get out of debt and you rack up that credit card. That is a self-sabotaging cycle. And girl, that struggle is real, okay? That is a struggle bus. So if you're saying, oh my gosh, that's me, and it doesn't have to be food, it doesn't have to be money, it could be in any area of your life, I invite you to join for a free live masterclass called So Long Self-Sabotage and Hello Breakthrough. So during this one-hour live session, I am hosting on Monday, March 21st, first official day of spring, what better way to welcome a new season than to be breaking some lifelong strongholds, toxic cycles, unhealthy habits, and overcome them using God's word. So join me on Monday, March 21st, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a one-hour live free masterclass. So if that is interesting to you, then please go ahead, email me at Franny, F-R-A-N-N-I-E, at shinewithfranny.com and just put masterclass or breakthrough or I'm in, whatever it is, and I will go ahead and send you the Zoom link details to log on on Monday night. All right, now grab your pen and paper and let's get on with the show. Hey, sweet sister friend, welcome back to the Shine With Franny Show. I am so glad you were here today. Now, this is dropping on St. Patrick's Day, but sister, I am not going to share all about St. Patrick as the patron saint of Ireland or the significance of a shamrock and its relationship to the Holy Trinity. Now, y'all, we as believers do not believe in luck. We believe in Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Abba Father. So, and I'm not sure if you know this, but the word actual, the actual word luck is derived from Lucifer. So we definitely don't want to be connected to any form of luck or lucky days or lucky breaks. But let's just be real, y'all. I'll take myself a bowl of Lucky Charms any day. Did y'all see that they actually have just a bag of marshmallows, like a box of the Lucky Charms marshmallows? That should really be illegal. Okay, the amount of sugar in that, I can't even imagine. All right, but I digress. Sister friend, as a believer, we have something far better than luck. We have the victory that Jesus died and rose for us to have. And there's a song that says the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in us. Amen and hallelujah. Can you go ahead and give me a praise break for that one? Whatever Jesus has, we are inheritor. We are inherited. Excuse me. We inherit, right? We are co-heirs in Christ for all that he has, all the glory, all the power, all the strength, all the might. We are also co-heirs of that. How amazing is that? That God said, you know what? I love you so much. I'm going to give you exactly what Jesus had. So therefore, we have that same power and we can be victorious over our circumstances. All right. So I thought today would be a great day to reframe and rename St. Patrick's Day. I'm just, I'm not going to go through any like formal evaluation here and try to get the government to change it to Saint, from St. Saint Patrick's Day. Okay, let's just be real. Some of the Irish might be not too happy with me. But we're going to call today Victory Day. And you see, biblically, the number 17 stands for victory. And so I'm going to do a brief overview and a quick little Bible study here to unpack the significance and give you some very practical tools to help you fight from your God-given position of victory, not fighting for victory. 
All right, so grab your pen and paper because today we're going to dive in and really unpack, and it's going to be a brief overview, like I said. I mean, I kind of went on a little bit of a rabbit trail when I started studying this and studying about Noah's Ark and all the migration of the animals that came to him, like crazy stuff, but it's good stuff, and that's exactly where we're going to start is with Noah's Ark back in Genesis. So we know, obviously, God was really upset with all the sinful people, and he said, you know what, Noah, no one is righteous, and if you look into Hebrews, you'll see that, and he said, but you are. And he said, I want to go ahead. Now, Noah wasn't perfect. Let's just be real, y'all. I mean, he was crazy and drunk and all the things. But he said, you know what? I'm going to appoint you as the one who is going to take your family and take these animals and you're going to survive. And so the the floods began. Now, what's interesting is the floodwaters came not only from the sky, a little fun fact here for my edutainment, came not only from the sky, but it bubbled up out of the ground. Now, remember, nobody had known what rain was. Right when Noah was like, um, I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be building this ark for some rain, and everyone's like, What's rain? Right? So, just imagine how crazy, you know, Noah's wife would have been getting her nails all done at the nail shop, and they're like, Oh, yeah, my husband's building an ark because it's gonna rain. They're like, Okay, you're crazy town. All right, that's the little Franny Folds version of the Bible there. So, it started raining on the 17th of the second Hebrew month, and it ended on the 17th of the seventh Hebrew month. All right, so that's crazy. It started and ended on the 17th. And it ended, they were literally on a on the ship on Mount Ararat. I don't know if you know that. You can go and study that. But victory happened there. And I'm not going to get into all that today. But crazy story about Noah. All right, so that's one of the first significant references to the number 17. Now, if you study eschatology, the end times, right, the study of end times, all throughout Revelation, you can see a number of things here. But what's fascinating is that the beast that is mentioned um, in Revelation 13, it will have seven heads and 10 horns, which when you add those, you of course get 17. Now that's really interesting because of course, that's referenced back in Daniel, that the beast that Daniel references also has seven heads and 10 horns. So I love how the Old Testament, of course, you know, foreshadows and predicts what's going to happen in the New Testament. What's also very fascinating is that Jesus gained victory through his resurrection. It is actually reported that he rose from the grave on Nisan, which is Hebrew month, uh, second Hebrew month, Nisan 17. So talk about victory. We come from a place of victory because of what he did on the cross, but most importantly, when he rose from the dead. Remember, lots of people were crucified, but it was because he rose from the dead. That's what makes it so significant. And y'all, we have that power in us to resurrect things, relationships and finances and health. That power is in you. So we as Christians have the ultimate victory, of course, because of what Christ has done for us. And that's referenced if you look at the book of Revelation. That's why we don't worry on the side of heaven because we know where we're going. We don't know what's ahead, sister friend, but we know where we're going. Now, Most practically, I love this one because I love the book of Romans, right? I love how Rick Warren says, if you're going to be, you know, left with one book of the Bible, Romans is the one to have. It's so powerful. It's so encouraging. I feel like it's just kind of like the power book of the Bible. But Paul asks a very simple question. He says, well, what can separate us from God's love? And then here's the thing, y'all. Go and read it for yourself. You know, I encourage you. Romans 8, dive in, 8, 35. He names 17 things. You ready? I'm going to list them out for you right now. Trouble hardships. He says, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. 
trouble, nor hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, sword, nor life, nor death, nor angels, nor demons, nor present, nor future, powers, height, and depth. Nothing in all of creation can separate us from the love of God. I absolutely love that, sister friend, because I'd say that that is a pretty comprehensive list. I think it encompasses every single thing that we could ever endure on this side of heaven. So let me just make this really practical here because if you are a worrier, like you stress and you fret about everything, guess what? Paul says, nope, present or future, it's not going to win. Maybe you have a diagnosis or a health diagnosis. Maybe you've been recently diagnosed with diabetes or cancer, or maybe a child has been diagnosed with autism or something. Nope, no death, no persecution. Nope, not going to happen. Unfaithful, or maybe you have an ex-husband. Maybe you're, you know, dealing with some strife there. He says, nope, no demon. Sorry, I'm just kidding. I didn't mean to call your husband a demon, okay? Um, Maybe you're dealing with some debt. Or maybe you've lost a job. And he says, nope, no hardship is going to win. It's not going to separate you. Maybe you have a prodigal child. No way, Jose. No troubles will separate you from Christ's love. Now, I love the message version of Romans 8.38. Because um, Eugene Peterson says, none of this phases us because Jesus loves us. Absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love. And girl, I need to tell you this right now. This means anxiety cannot get you away from God's love. Depression, bankruptcy, any type of, you know, an affair or an abortion or any type of an addiction or divorce, nothing. And the word nothing itself is two words. No thing can separate you. Y'all, it is because of Jesus's love. Nothing will separate you from him. So I just hope and pray that this encourages you today. And if you are feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm just struggling right now today. I'm on the struggle bus or Lord, I can't endure this today. You've given me, you know, I've been given this cross to bear and it's too heavy for me. He says, you know what? I love you, girl. I love you. Go ahead and dive into the word and remember that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That because of Jesus, what he has done for you, you have that power. So you need to claim it. All right. So I want to make this really practical in terms of giving you some action steps so that when you are enduring a trial or when you are hopeless or when you feel helpless, that you are encouraged. So I'm going to give you three quick little tips here. And of course, I try to make them as easy to remember. So there's three R's. First and foremost, sister friend, is go to the word. Okay. Read the word. So the first one is R. Read the word. If God said it, then I believe it. Okay, God's word is inerrant. It is truthful. It is honest. And we know that his promises for us are yes and amen. They are not just for Sister Susie Christian who lives down the road, who has that picture perfect, you know, Pinterest life. No, 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 no way, Jose. That is for you as well. Okay, now we know there's some other things that might get in the way of that, but you need to go ahead and claim that and step into it and believe it for yourself. All right, so the first one is read the word. Secondly, is tap into the strength, the power, and the courage by reminding yourself of where and when God has revealed himself before. So the second one is remind yourself, when has God shown up before? When has, re- when has he revealed himself that he loves me? When has he revealed himself in my anxiety, in my depression, in my addiction? Where have I been an overcomer previously? Because that's where you muster the strength. That's where you're using your net and activating your faith muscles to say, you know what? I can do this. If you woke up this morning and you had a really bad, crappy day yesterday, guess what, sister friend? You won. You won because you're waking up today to start a new day, to start afresh. So I hope that that encourages you. And I pray and I I just bless you right now. If that is your situation, I speak life into your day. I speak new mercy into your day. I speak joy into your day today. And so the final and the third one here, sister friend, is to recite it out loud. There is something that happens when you not only just think it, 
It may be when you pray it in your heart, but when you speak it out loud, you're breaking the silence of where the enemy wants you to stay silent, wants you to play small, wants you to stay stuck. And we're saying, nope. And I would go back to the Eugene Peterson version of this and say, none of this phases me because God is for me. And if God is for me, who dare be against me? So you recite it out loud. None of this phases me. God is for me. None of this phases me. So I'm going to just use, that's going to be my mantra. None of this phases me. (laughs) This doesn't phase me. God loves me. I got this. So I would encourage you to use that same expression or find something of your own that works for you too, okay? You just don't listen to this podcast and make it all about me. This is about you and whatever the Holy Spirit speaks to you. So sister friend, if this blesses you, please share it with someone else. Please make sure you share it on social too or you know, message me and just say, because that's how I find out who you are. Otherwise, there's lots of these listeners and I never know who you are. So I would love to hear from you. And y'all, don't forget, the breakthrough call is happening on Monday, March 21st, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. So if you're interested in joining that, we're gonna dive into more practical tools just like this with biblical base and foundation so that you can be fully equipped to be able to handle anything that comes your way. All right. I pray this blesses you. If so, let me know, share it with a friend and then guess what? Keep on shining until we meet next time. Love you, sweet friend.